Democratic Senator John Fetterman late last week had the ultimate clapback to Matt Gates attacking him over his wardrobe. Here's what happened. Matt Gates got on Twitter now called X, but it's always going to be Twitter to me. And, uh, Matt Gates said, unfortunately, the United States Senate isn't a fair jury. It's full of fashion icons like John Fetterman. And then of course he shared a clip of a video that he had with Steve Bannon, where the two were laughing about John Fetterman mocking the way he dresses. Now, anybody who's been paying attention understands the Fetterman actually likes to keep it pretty casual. You know, no argument about that. And I also have no problem with that. Your ability to act as a lawmaker is not dependent upon what kind of clothing you are wearing. And I think that's idiotic and a bit archaic. But anyway, after Matt Gates posted this on social media, Fetterman responded thusly and a bit of a language warning, but I'm going to read it in its entirety. Government shutdown in T minus 16 days. Instead of crying about how I dress, how about you get your shit together and do your job, bud? I love that. I love the simplicity of it. I love that he reminded the country that, Hey, at the time we have 16 days till government shutdown. Now we got about 12 days at this point. And people like Matt Gates are actually instigating the shutdown. It's not that, Oh God, the shutdown's inevitable. We got to scramble to do things. Gates and other members of the Republican party are hoping for the shutdown. Gates is the one in particular who is like, if my hostage demands, my terroristic demands are not met, we're going to have a government shutdown. He is actively trying to make that happen. And that's what Fetterman is calling out here. Like, yeah, you can bitch about the fact that I wear basketball shorts or that I wear a hoodie all you want. It doesn't change the fact that you're leading us into a government shutdown. Which do you think the public should be more concerned about, Matt? The fact that I may not be wearing a tie today or the fact that thousands of government workers are going to be furloughed. The economy is going to lose millions of dollars in activity every single day of a shutdown. Which one do you think actually matters when families sit around their table in the evening to have dinner? When spouses are talking to one another about the problems like, oh God, sorry, honey, but I was furloughed. We can't pay the mortgage this month. Do you think the spouse is going to reply? Yeah but I sure wish John Fetterman would put on a suit jacket every now and then, right? No, no, I can promise you there will be literally no families that make that their priority. They're going to be talking about people like Matt Gates having his little petulant whiny child meltdown that caused this shutdown in the first place. But there's something else I want to hit on here because this is more of a character thing for Matt Gates. When the whole scandal with Matt Gates, you know, and the Venmo and all that stuff first came out, um, well, actually a month or so after, uh, reporters had tracked down people that went to college and high school with Matt Gates. And they basically confirmed that, yeah, this was, you know, kind of a, kind of just a douchey guy. And here we have Matt Gates, who is now uh, 40 plus years old, 40, 41 ish. Uh, I think he's a year older than me. So, he hasn't changed since high school. 
he's still that bully. He's still the, oh, my daddy's got money. I'm going to mock the way you dress. And, oh, look at me in my finely tailored suits. And I've lost all my weight. And I spend so much time on my hair because I'm just like the super coolest guy here. And you've got this guy. Can't even be bothered to put on a suit. You're a bully. And, and, and one thing that, that most bullies are actually smart enough to understand, you're clearly not, uh, but most bullies understand too, you, you don't bully somebody that's like twice your size. Because Matt, I know you've obviously seen John Fetterman, right? <laughs> you've seen him enough to know how he dresses. You've also seen him enough to know that he could just go boink like a cartoon character and send you like four feet into the ground. So I don't know, bud. Maybe watch it a bit. I'm not saying that John Fetterman would. All I'm saying is that if John Fetterman did and I was the only one there, I sure as hell wouldn't want to stop him. So pick your targets a little more wisely because not only is John Fetterman bigger and far more capable than you, but based on his response on social media, he's also a hell of a lot smarter than you too. Marjorie Taylor Greene, in a post on social media at the end of last week, confirmed what we all already knew, and that is, of course, that the impeachment of President Biden is not actually about any kind of suspected crimes. It's not about actual evidence showing any wrongdoing. Nope. Marjorie Taylor Greene freely admitted that the whole reason they're doing this is to hurt President Biden and, of course, the Democrats in next year's elections. Here is Marjorie Taylor Greene admitting this. This is her grand plan to inflict as much pain as possible, as she said in a meeting with Donald Trump last Sunday, where they had halibut and Diet Cokes. But here's what she said on social media. We are going to drag Biden and everyone who covered up his crimes through the headlines day after day, month after month, and prove to the country the entire Democrat party is corrupt and can't be trusted. So no matter which candidate runs for president, if they take out Biden, everyone will know the Democrat party is filled with liars and traitors that combined with Bidenomics destructive policies will cause Democrats to lose big because that's the only goal, right? Is to make sure that the other team loses by dragging them. You said through the headlines, but let's be, let's be realistic. You just want to drag them through the mud. So that no matter what Democrat runs next year, they stand no chance of winning because y'all will have muddied the waters to the point where the public just hates the Democrats, right? Um, and I kind of feel like it's almost like she's saying that because she's been paying attention to what the rest of us have been saying, which is even if you get rid of Biden, like we'll just have a primary and get somebody that 70% of the Democratic Party doesn't not want to be the nominee. Um, cause that's where we're at right now in the polling with Biden. So yeah, you're actually kind of doing us a bit of a favor if you take him out, but green says, Oh no, 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 no. We're going to drag you through the mud. We're going to drag you through the headlines every day. See the problem she already has with this. In addition to obviously being like, yep, this is our goal. We're not really doing it for crimes. We're doing it for, you know, to taint the party is that who's been in the headlines every day. Cause there hasn't been headlines every day about the impeachment inquiry. No, there's been headlines every day about Republicans who are scared that they're eventually going to have to vote on this. 
There's been headlines every day of Republicans, including Republican presidential candidates coming out and saying this is stupid. There's been headlines about Senate Republicans saying this is stupid. There's been headlines about Republicans in the House, including Ken Buck on the Freedom Caucus, saying this is stupid. There's been headlines about you, Marjorie Taylor Greene, making stupid comments like this, but there haven't been that many headlines about the actual inquiry or about any wrongdoing alleged by President Biden. So we can go ahead and look at just the last six days and see that your plan is already not working. Like it's already failed, Marge. By the time you sent out this post on truth or or on social media, excuse me, your plan was already not working. The public is not with you on this. The polls show that. And you know what? I want to point out another thing because she brings this up in her post. She's like, all the other Democrats who covered this up, that's been the recent Republican talking about like, oh, the Democrats who covered this up. Y'all haven't named a single name. You don't even have a suspect of any Democrat that exists that helped cover this up. You haven't named a single person. So maybe get your ducks in a row before coming out with your grand plan and admitting, of course, that none of this has to do with any alleged criminal activity. The only point of it is to try to hurt the Democrats next November. But as much pain as you think you are inflicting upon them, it's not the Democrats that are suffering right now, Marge. It's your party. And that is the party that continues to get dragged through the mud in the headlines because of the stupid things that people like you are doing. Jenna Ellis, former Donald Trump lawyer, current co-defendant, along with 18 other people in the Georgia indictments. On her radio program last week on uh, American Family Radio, admitted that even though she still has, you know, the greatest respect and admiration for Donald Trump, she simply cannot support his bid for reelection in 2024. But it wasn't so much just that Jenna Ellis, this woman who of course has been indicted alongside Donald Trump, she got censured in her former home state of Colorado by the state bar for pushing election lies. Like she has lost so much because of her involvement with Donald Trump. And she stands of course, with these criminal charges against her to lose so much more, but that's not why she says she's not supporting Donald Trump. She says that she can't support him. According to the report, uh, she cited his quote, malignant narcissistic tendency to simply say that he's never done anything wrong. That kind of sounds like the statement that somebody would make when they're about to flip and flip hard because she admits right there with that statement, this guy's done things that are wrong, right? Sometimes you got to read between the lines a little bit because she says, I can't support him because he won't admit that he did things that were wrong. And alongside Donald Trump, Jenna Ellis has been indicted for allegedly doing things that were wrong. Do you see where this is going? 
Now she is not, her lawyers have not. And of course we have no indication from Fonnie Willis that she has flipped, but we also know that Ellis was, has so far been the most outspoken Trump co-defendant about not getting her legal fees paid by Donald Trump. And we actually recently found out, of course, that's because Donald Trump's save America pack is effectively, you know, running out of money. So she's got no reason to stay loyal to the guy. In fact, based on all indications, she never was super, super loyal to him to begin with. HuffPost points out back in 2016, Ellis ripped Trump as quote, an idiot and a bully who cannot handle criticism. Uh, before she then of course was like, yay, I love Trump. Yay, yay, yay. And then she became one of his legal representatives in 2020 and the rest is history. So she hated him and then she loved him. And now she's like, I love you, but I also hate the way you are. <laughs> so hate to love, to love, to hate. Um, a weird thing, but Jenna Ellis, as one of these lawyers, as one of the people involved with what went down in Georgia has a lot to tell prosecutors. She has a lot to tell a jury. And at this point, she doesn't have much to lose. Well, I mean, she already kind of hitched her wagon to Ron DeSantis. And so she lost pretty big there, but Hey, she's no longer in Trump's orbit because of her association with Ron DeSantis. The Trump supporters hate her. So she's, she's not going to go back to Trump after this but she has her freedom to lose. She has potentially her, her law license, which is her ticket to financial stability in the future. She could lose that. She could lose millions of dollars, just defending herself in court millions of dollars that based on reports she doesn't have, but she has everything to gain from flipping on Donald Trump. And she is probably one of the people almost in the most dire position to do that because she knows a lot. She has a lot to lose and there it is. So her statement here about Trump never being willing to admit that he's done something wrong. That may be the first step in Ellis finally telling the court, okay, you know what? I want to play ball. I want to reduce whatever's against me. And I'll tell you everything you need to know about what Donald Trump did. I could be wrong, but that one statement says a lot more than Ellis may have intended it to. Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced.